It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Babble podcast. This is episode 32. I am once again joined by Dan and Ben. Um, and it's been a busy weekend for football and for Arsenal. Uh, we're going to get straight into talking about our 1 1 draw with Fulham and then come on to the bigger and not so better news, I think. Uh, so, Dad, 1 1 draw with 19th placed, 18th placed Fulham. 19th, yeah. Like, horrendous game, horrendous weekend. And Eddie and Ketty had the audacity to go like that to an empty stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I don't hate on the guy. I think he's I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal. He's a good servant to the club from what he's done. He's good for those FA Cup games, but I don't think he's Arsenal level. And then yes, he he was in the right place at the right time, which is what he's best at. And he goes like that to an empty stadium. And I'm just like, after drawing one one with 19th place, I'm sorry, but Oh man, I, the game was just so frustrating because we had the ball in the back of the net three times. We, um, what was it? Smith Rowe, the first one, and then the Sabios header, but Saka's left toenail being offside. It's just, it was so frustrating to watch. And then we, El Nenny just kind of underwhelming. <laughs> and it, it was just a really frustrating game to watch. And did we deserve the 1-1 draw? I think both teams played really bad. And we did really miss Partey. And when he came on, he did make a difference. But if we play anything like... I mean, well, I was going to say when we play Villarreal, but are we going to play Villarreal? Or are we going to be a football club? Are we going to get deformed? <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, if we play anything like that, and if we get into European semi-finals and finals, then we're going to be absolutely destroyed. It's... It's a really weird thing because you've almost now almost have like nothing to focus on. Once I, after the result, we were all really annoyed and angry and upset with the performance. 
because we thought that that will cost us. Now it it almost seems redundant. It's a really like we'll talk about the performance. You're right. It was useless. El Neni survives doesn't work. We should have learned from that. Um, it's just a weird like Matt Ryan comes in for a random league game because he trained like a beast. Like no, I don't. I don't mind that. I don't mind no, that. No, Ryan no I'm, I'm more than happy for him to play. Like the season's meaningless now, apart from well, we at the time we thought Europa League. We're sort of playing for pride now. I'm more than happy for Ryan to come in, but then you look at it and it's that midfield doesn't work. I like the attacking three. Um, well, the attacking four, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Lacazette's in good form, but mm. I, mean, I wouldn't have complained if we saw someone else in there. Um, with Everton coming up on Friday, it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the season's the season's done, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. like league form, I, I don't care now whether we play Balogun and Ketia, Bamiang, like it up top. Like, it doesn't really make any odds to me in the league. Uh, at the time, semi final was what we need to focus on. Now that seems like a dead rubber. We, we might not even play in it or we play in it for no reason because we're not in the competition next season. Um, yeah, it was honestly, it was dread, dread, dreadful performance. We didn't deserve to win. I know we sort of we had goals ruled out and whatever it is. Uh, let's be frank, he was offside. I mean, the penalty was, I'd say, harsh, but there's contact. You can understand why it's given. I don't know if there is contact. There's there's a touch on the toe, whether it's on the top, half on the toe and half on the pitch. But it was minimal. It was minimal. There's, there's some form of contact. I can't. I can't. No, I just. It, it, it looked to not, me like not enough. To, not enough for him to do his Tom Daly impression. Yeah, no, of course not. But. It's the way he just he treads on his toe and then he just kind of goes, ooh, like that. Yeah. But it, it, looked, it looked to me like he stomped on the floor. Um, Whoever, like, Ina went down. It was Lamina, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I forget who it was now, honestly. Like, there's so much has happened since. But, I mean, you look at another angle, there's contact. But then you look I, at it. No. I mean, you look at you look at in the build-up to it, Ina's offside. Like, Ina looks offside. I mean, if, he's, he's level. If we're, penalties, if we're giving penalties for that, then there is literally no point playing the sport. It's yeah, it's, it's it's stupid from Gabriel to dangle a leg there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is you know that's fine, but if you're going to give a penalty for perhaps minimal contact, perhaps in well, my opinion, no contact, because his foot is close to the other person's foot in a game of football, <laughs> then it's it's ridiculous. I did think I did think our actual goal that was given was going to be called offside anyway because I was dead I was dead certain I was dead certain Rob Holding was going to get pulled back for interfering in the goalkeeper's line of sight but he's not it's so Arsenal for that to happen to us I, ironically it like, probably look, should have been ruled out but by <laughs> Premier League rules it would because Scott Parker's got a point you know if you're playing in goal and Rob Holding is two feet in front of you you can't move because you can't, you can't. You have to anticipate that he might get a touch on the ball. There's, you don't know he's offside. He saved you, it though. He's just he made a brilliant save though. So what did he stop him from doing? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean you're right. He made a he made a save and but then did put it into the path of three players. Yeah, the uh, the argument is he could have made a yeah. more comfortable and probably better save if he hadn't been reacting so late because Rob Holding was near him and he can't tell if Rob Holding's going to get a touch on it, you know? 
I have to say, Areola had a fantastic game. Oh, it was brilliant. The save from the Pepe header was brilliant. Oh, honestly, yeah. There was there was moments you look at that, you're like... I, well, thought that was, I was dead certain I was in. I, I, was, I, I mean, I don't want to criticise him. And I think... We've I don't been clamoring, no, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, someone else. We've all been clamouring for him to come in. But Martinelli needs to work on his finishing. Because, I mean, the chip, the chip's hard. He's running. I mean... First chance he had inside, like, a minute. Then he had another one. The turn and shoot. Poor. It was... There was no power on it. But, I mean, he's still kid. He's still recovering from an injury. His second game in a year, second start in a year, or whatever it is. I mean, I'm not criticising him. I think he's a great player, but it wasn't his day, was it? I think the Martinelli showed, for me, why he hasn't been starting games under Arteta. Um, I think he's very unpredictable in a side that likes to be predictable. I yeah. think he needs he needs more minutes though. Like yeah, no, for sure. Try to get minutes, but I think he needs to run a, like games in the team. But 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 trying trying to look at the game the way Arteta would probably look at sure, it. Sure, yeah, sure. He's going to be wanting sure things, and I, that, that was a touch. Must have been about half an hour in. Uh, he came out from a Fulham corner to the edge of our box, and Gabby tried to sort of touch around the corner and lost the ball on the edge of our box. It didn't lead to anything. Mm. That was where I just thought. That's sort of the thing that yeah. makes if it comes off, it makes you look brilliant. But because it's not coming off, it's not something Arteta's gonna to want to risk. Yeah. You know, Arteta's despite all the suggestions of you know he's a brilliant manager, he's very risk averse. Yes. He's, he's always been well for, for the entirety of his Arsenal time, he's been risk averse. We went to a back three to try and stop, you know, stop goals going in first, and then we move forward from there. It was never it's never been a take, you know, take take the handbrake off. Sort of thing with Arsenal. It was I mean, a draw. Is a draw a fair result? I mean, you looked. Parker was fuming in the tunnel. Anderson kicks over our water stand. That that would hurt Fulham more than it would have hurt us to lose. I think. Yeah, it, we didn't fully deserve it, but at the same time, I, I, it was just it was just a, it was a pretty trash game anyway, wasn't it? It was a very scrappy game. We we had some chances. We didn't dominate the ball like we should have. I, I don't really know. It's stunk of two teams like, playing playing a dead rubber. Like, I mean, Fulham. I mean, Fulham are fighting. They're still mathematically not down. But you look you look at the Newcastle result. You look at sort of West Brom almost picking up a bit of form. Mm. I mean, it's unlikely they'll stay up. I mean, I think. They're the most likely of all the clubs to stay up, I'd say. Newcastle are safe now. I, I know they've got hard games, but, but that win against West Ham was crucial, I think. Um, mm. But, I mean, for us, it's I mean, it's meaningless now whether we get this Super League thing coming through or not. Because, I mean, with ninth in the league, I mean, we, we might finish above Spurs with Ryan Mason as their new manager. Um I don't, I don't know, but can we, can we just can we just take a second to appreciate that um, Tottenham Hotspur sucked sacked uh, serial winner Jose Mourinho <laughs> six days before their first final in three years and replaced him with Ryan Mason, who has never taken charge of a professional football match. Uh, can and we also appreciate retired is because he fractured his skull. And I, can we also appreciate Jose Mourinho, who's we hate him, but I respect him so much because. Unconfirmed. They've had to pay 30 million to sack him. 
they've had to pay him 30 million. I mean, he's a, gen- he's a genius. <laughs> like, maybe not as a football manager anymore, but as 30 million. Just you know, exactly. But, but we always knew that was going to happen. When Spurs handed him a three and a half year contract, you looked at it and went, "Yeah, that's 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 eighteen months, isn't it?" Because you know he ha- he has third season syndrome, and even from the start, he never got the first season bounce that he's usually gets on no. a club. Did you see the uh, the stat about him that he has got sacked every three years for the his last three clubs? And it's always gone up like a day. He sort of got sacked the 17th, the 18th and the 19th. So he got 2021, 2018 and 2015. Yeah, It's a really weird pattern. Um, but uh, I, I don't know where to start with Arsenal's season. Just end I, it. Don't, don't, yeah, start. I mean, don't, don't open it. Just I, end mean, it. I don't know where to start with the Super League either. This I'll just end that too. If you haven't heard, which I don't know who hasn't heard, Arsenal are one of 12 founding members of a new European elite competition, basically. And not in terms of quality, in terms of the 12 arguably biggest commercial... Well, not even that. Coefficiency in money. It's not coefficiency because you've got Bayern Munich aren't in it, PSG aren't in it. So they've, op- they've opted not to be in it. All, all of the biggest clubs in Europe have been invited to, and PSG, Dortmund, and Bayern, and, and Bayern Munich and at, the moment, at the moment have declined. And Leipzig. I mean, no, Le- Leipzig are getting into this because they've got stupid money owners. No, no, they've, they've already said they're not going to be in it. They're not. Yeah, they follow Dortmund. I mean, I don't know. I think. This announcement has caused a revolt around football. Every every genuine fan, I mean, every football fan despises this. And rightly so, the owners of our club, of every other club involved, are being heavily criticised for this. It's, this is turning football into a, Business, like more of a business than we've ever seen before. We all know football's a business that it's it's how you run the club and Cronkay. I mean, talk about Arsenal Cronkay using Arsenal's money to go and build build a ranch in Texas and fund his NFL team in their new stadium. Same thing with the Glazers, same thing with Henry at Liverpool, uh and Bramovich, Man City, like Man City and PSG are owned by countries, basically. And it's it's a money-making scheme for all of these clubs, and it is the I think the worst thing to happen that can happen in football. 100%. Because because it's your I mean, first of all, if it was if it was an approved tournament, I mean they announced it halfway through like at the end of the season, it's it's a ridiculous time to announce it. If they'd got a UEFA approval or whatever it is to say, right, we're not like it's to and build it something proper. I think fans would understand it, but it's oh, no. I, I I disagree entirely. No, but I mean, if you if you say what right, we want to revamp the Champions League or revamp European competitions and put this forward as a proposal, I think it might have got a better reaction. No, no. So I mean, yeah, the, the, the 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 revamp Champions League proposal at the moment that they've released is in many ways similar to the. Um, it's the same thing with more teams. <laughs> yeah, well, it's more teams, but also 
teams get in, based even if they don't finish in Champions League places based on their coefficient, which is ridiculous because it makes season upon season, you know, every no, no season actually matters, provided that you sort of average an all right see, like, sequence. Like, take this season, West Ham, Leicester, they've been playing brilliantly. They deserve to be in those places that they're in through yeah. the merit. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal are in ninth. Spurs are in seventh or sixth or whatever they are. Liverpool yeah. are outside the Champions League places. They don't need, they don't deserve Champions League football because they're not good enough. You watched last week the second leg of the Bayern PSG game and everyone said, oh, this is a brilliant game. You know, this is one of the best games you watched. I sat there thinking two things. This would kill me every week watching that. <laughs> and secondly, we would get smashed by both teams. Can I also say you wouldn't appreciate it as much because well, exactly. the, the reason you enjoy the PSG Bayern is because how many times do you see that? Maybe you see a game like that maybe once or twice a year when two big hitters play in the Champions League and it's not an underwhelming affair. I mean, you, you look at you look at the semi-final. Chelsea Real Madrid have never played each other mm. in the in the in a European competition. Yeah, I mean, in however long I'm sure they met in preseason friendlies and old like before pre It wouldn't be enjoyable. It wouldn't be enjoyable. And like Ben said, we would get smacked up and disposed of every single week. I mean, to be the only thing that makes me go maybe we wouldn't is because. Well, if we're getting, what, 400 of million pounds to spend on whoever we... So is every other club. It's just going to be inflated transfer fees, inflated wages. There's no... It's yeah, turning into career mode. We're going to go, OK, Grealish, Madison, Ufamakano. I, I don't even know anymore. Like, just like, oh, yeah, Odegaard, yeah, nothing like that. We, I mean, we can just go and spend whatever we want. And then someone might, like, watch players' prices skyrocket as well because that's where it's going to separate the distance from the smaller clubs and the bigger clubs, because smaller clubs like Leicester, West Ham, no disrespect, can't afford some of the signings we make. Like they wouldn't be able to afford multi-hundred million pound signings. But the second we're getting the funding to be able to afford these players, players like Haaland are going to go from 150 million to 350 million. And players that are maybe 30 million are going to go to 80, 90, 100, 110. And this is where players players are just going to be outpriced in the market because they're not getting the same funding that we're getting. And that's where it just ruins a massive aspect of football. But, but worse, but worse like, than that, the, the teams that are below us aren't even going to get the same funding that they're getting at the moment. They're going to get less funding because who in the right who in their right mind decides they want to buy the rights for a Premier League that doesn't include the top six sides? Like Super Sunday is now going to be Leicester, Aston Villa and West Ham Burnley. Like who wants to watch that? I mean, to be, let's, be, let's be frank, all sponsorships from English football, if this goes ahead, will go... Every night. I mean, you can say that as a, like a brand, as a fan, you're against it. it but it but this is going to bring you money. You're, if, if you get to see Arsenal Real Madrid one week and then Barca PSG and then the El Clasico, yeah. on a weekly basis, you see the 12 biggest clubs in Europe bar, bar two or three teams. Mm. That's where it's going to go. Amazon, Netflix, Disney, Facebook. The thing is, well, DAZN's the big one that they're saying are going to the stream at. Apparently, DAZN are going to buy the rights to stream it. I think they've distanced themselves recently, though. But but it's the just thing is like these. Uh, it's it just it's just designed to like ruin football as we know it. It's not even as we know it. It's it's just football for football fans. The only the only connection that Arsenal will have with London is the fact that their stadium's there now. They yeah. used to be, you know, a part of that community. They used to, you know, Spurs were the same. 
you see all these things, you know, during coronavirus about Abramovich uh, renting out his hotel or giving his hotel free to NHS workers. You know, Arsenal made 55 people redundant and got rid of Gunasaurus in, in a pandemic because apparently we couldn't afford it. And now it's 350 million or whatever it's going to be. 3.5 initial fee and then a, and then sort yeah. of a 300, 400 and million pound a to year. Make, to make it worse, not only are we not good enough, like we, in a weird way, we tried the European Super League. Every year for five years, we played Bayern Munich twice or Barcelona twice. <laughs> and we lost every time convincingly. <laughs> but we, we're A, not good enough. B, don't deserve to be there on merit. And it would, we don't deserve it to be there on European pedigree either. Let's make that clear. Like, that no, we've got European, to a final. We haven't won anything. We are riding the coattails of the fact we had Arsene Wenger and went invincible. That is, that is it. That well, is our claim. I mean, we're also is... riding on the fact that we had 20 consecutive seasons in Champions League and now 25 consecutive seasons in Europe. It's, it's, it's the point. I mean, and that's why our FIFA, uh, UEFA coefficient is so high. Because we've historically continued to qualify for European football when Man United haven't. We we've continued to qualify. We haven't continued to go any no, further. We've not done anything. We've got to two finals in my lifetime, I think. 2006 and that you're... Uh, the one that I can't mention. 19. Um, which we have no... We have no recognised European trophy. We've got like the Cup Winners' Cup from 94 or whatever it is. No recognised UEFA modern trophy. I mean, neither of Spurs, neither of it's, it's money, is it? Let's be frank. This will and this will turn more American the longer it goes on. This will eventually a draft system will be introduced. Um, a, I mean, I just, like I, I would I don't think we'll relocate, but this will end up being played across the world. Oh, imagine, imagine. No, it will. Arsenal now play their games in Europe. Look, they'll send they'll they'll stage the El Clasico in the Middle East. And then they'll have yeah. the Manchester Derby in Australia. They might, um, might even play it in Dubai, like most of the yeah, games. That's what I mean. They'll, 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 have... they'll play it at times that are not conducive to English fans anymore. English English fans have to understand, I think, or not understand, but have to come to terms with the fact that we are priority 100, maybe, maybe, you know, a thousand. We're not on the we, list. We're not considered in terms the 60, of 60,000 fans that go to the stadium every week, how many of them can you stay? Are there every single week? You know, there's there's a lot of them, but there's also a lot of people that will be queuing up. The season ticket rates are through the roof. I mean, it's well, I can I can tell you for a fact, I'm on the season ticket waiting list. I've been on it for about five years, and I'm still number eighty thousand in the queue. And this this is before you even think about the tickets that they'll sell to tourists when everything reopens. You know, we Arsenal and the other teams in this thing, maybe with the exception of Man City, will not have a problem filling their stadiums with tourists. And it doesn't matter to Arsenal because we're a business, whether it's tourists or people from North London or the surrounding areas that go to the game. Because at the end of the day, they all pay the same money and they all will watch the same thing and they will all be the same consumer. It doesn't matter whether the Arsenal fans boycott it because there'll be people in there that will pay the money. And even if ticket prices go up, there'll be still people that pay the money because they want to see it. I mean, there's about 40, 40 45,000 season ticket holders, I think. You also think how many can you fit in hospitality? We've got eight six eight suites which go but for hosp- over a thousand pounds hospitality is irrelevant really because that that won't change because those people already have the money to go to hospitality yeah no, but I mean, you, have the money. you can buy boxes you can like i mean that's that's gonna you're right that's gonna stay you've probably got 
I mean, 40, I mean, on the beat for the best part of it, Saturday afternoons, you've got 40, 45,000 of the same people every week and 15, 20,000 tickets on general sale of a rotating list of about 30,000 people. And then, and then the rest of tour, the rest of tourists or fans are abroad or sort of people the Cronkies have got in with their mates. Or competition. I mean, an Arsenal giveaway free tickets with competition winners and stuff like that. But it's, I mean, it's, it's a disgrace. And then the fact, on top of that, everyone seems to think that this will make Arsenal an elite club because we're in this. It won't. Arsenal will stagnate because we don't need, there's no threat of relegation. You know, this season, Arsenal. You know, Arteta's job was on the line because there was a threat of relegation. We were 15th, we might get relegated. You know, all of this stuff came about relegation. Relegation goes, Arsenal will be, Arsenal, Stan Kroenke will be quite happy to watch us sit in 15th season after season after season because we'll get more money than we would if we finished 6th in the Premier League season after season after season. And he'll have to put in less money and he'll be able to take more of it. And it's just, it's a disgrace. Based, upon, based upon the money though, he won't have to put money in because he'll be getting so, we will, the, self, the self-sustainable model is a, like they said in the statement, clubs will be able to be self-sustainable and owners will be making profit rather than now having to put money into these clubs. Well, this reckon, is the thing. Do you reckon this is going to go the way of the Chinese Super League? That it, it'll be great for three years because they're bringing the world's biggest talent. Like, I mean, world's biggest talent is a stretch, but they're bringing in high-profile internationally capped players and everyone gets bored of it for a bit. Like, I mean, it's great. It's great for that bit where you're sort of getting all the attention, and then. I I think I think it's going to flop. I mean, let's, let's be real though. This currently isn't replacing Arsenal's place and everyone else's place in their domestic. Um, but but it the, makes it makes a mockery of the domestic league. No, no, I agree. But they're saying this is our new U- European tournament, right? Yeah, Basically, sure. it's, it's it's a new Champions League for these clubs. So it would be, right, we'll play Aston Villa on a Saturday and then we'll go and play our Real Madrid game and then we've got Everton and then we'll go and play Chelsea, like Chelsea in this in the Super League and then play Chelsea again and then, then it's Barcelona and I mean, it's, at the moment it's a it's a new midweek European competition. It is replacing Provided that Every other league doesn't do what they're threatening to do, which I don't think they will. But you know, well, I don't know. Good. I don't know because they're they're saying that um, well, they're mean, saying that if Arsenal, Arsenal, if if these clubs break off, then they will be banned from. Yeah, but there's it's it's it's, it's not in anybody's interest to do that because at the end of the day, like let, Gary Neville was saying about how they should be hit with sanctions, etc. But those the top six clubs are the reason that Gary Neville has a position as a pundit and is paid as well as he is. Like let's not forget Sky tried Sky tried the same thing. It's all about it's all about money. Sky tried to make it what fifteen pounds for a game. Like from Burnley, yeah. Yeah. Like that's a joke. No, it's, no, it, it's been going away from football fan, from football fans that want to watch football because they support their club. It's been going away from them for years. And this is just a really this is just a massive fuck you to football fans that want to go and watch their team every week, that support, you know, watch every single minute. And it's it's great for international fans because it might make them feel more connected you know if games are at more sensible times for them but at the end of the day it's the English Premier League that is about English teams that just happens to be exported globally I mean if, if the Premier League and the FA I mean we, we, we're Arsenal fans we know more about our league structure than we do about La Liga or whatever that's all about England 
if the FA and FIFA and the Premier League had any authority, they have their rules state that you cannot enter an, un, an unsanctioned competition without approval. It's not being approved. So therefore, all six of our all six of these teams have violated the leagues and the governing bodies' rules. They have to impose sanctions. Yeah, I know it doesn't bode well. Like you, or, or it all just doesn't mean anything, does it? No, but I mean, I mean, the money—if it's a fine—it doesn't mean anything to six of these teams because the money that we're getting in from this far outweighs the hundred thousand fine or whatever we're getting. Well, unless they're talking about the apparently UA for a planning to sue each club fifty to sixty million, sorry, billion euros. Yeah, but the, but then you're going to gonna bankrupt your twelve, uh, the 12, 12 of your biggest fifteen teams in the world. Yeah. And then it's the whole thing's ridiculous because then they'll like, then they'll start. Then these teams will band together. They'll start their new, their own organization, their own international tournaments. They'll bring the best players in the world into this thing, and have their own World Cup, their own governing body. They make the rules, and you'll it will go from there. If the Premier League and the FA have anything about them, impose these sanctions. We don't know what they are. They won't. But we don't know what they are. We don't know whether this is almost as bad as what Rangers did in terms of going bankrupt and they go and get demoted to the fourth or fifth division. It the, won't the, happen. the, the, it won't the happen. Premier League uh, are in a lose-lose situation here. It's simple as because they they the big six teams are their money makers. You know, that they're, they're the they're the teams that you go to watch. Super Sunday is, you know, it's Man United, Man City, and it's, it's the biggest off. games of the weekend, isn't yeah. it? That's why they're set that way, you know, so Sky can make a load of money on Super Sunday and, you know, re- retain viewer attention, et cetera, et cetera. It's why people go, oh, I'll clear my schedule for Sunday because it might, you know, there might be a good game at 4.30 and a good game at 2 or whatever. But they they get they, they sanction the teams as hard as they should be sanctioned and they make a huge financial loss because nobody, nobody wants to watch Burnley West Brom followed by West Ham Brighton. Nobody. I mean, it's it's a really interesting point because... The Premier League, to survive as a commercial success, cannot lose their six biggest teams. And I know West Ham are, third, are fourth and Leicester are third or whatever the rankings are. Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Chelsea and Tottenham are the six biggest teams in this country. Because no, because of what no, because of what they bring and the commercial success they bring. Historically, Spurs aren't in that conversation. Man City, you could argue, aren't. Chelsea have come into it recently. There's no, much not bigger teams. City are definitely. Fine, but you look at club size. Historically, Leeds are a massive team. Nottingham Forest are a massive team. Newcastle, um, Aston Villa. These like are massive teams. But it's... in the current in the current market, in the current market, the those six teams, the big six, whatever you want to call them, bring the most money. The Premier League get rid of them, they demote them to the National League or wherever it is. They will lose hundreds and hundreds of millions, maybe billions of money because no one's going to come and watch, as Dan said, teams outside of that big six on a regular occurrence. If they let them stay and they give them financial sanctions and maybe dock them all 30 points or whatever it is, just to be safe that none of them get relegated, but we've been harsh enough. Hang on. Dock us 30 points. We're on 42 points. We'll get we'll be on we'll be worse than Sheffield United. No, I mean yeah, but come the end of the season, do whatever it takes to be serious enough that none of them win a tro- win the Premier League, but they all remain in the division. 
it's and then like you said like yeah. you said the Premier League cannot win in this because they either get rid of their six biggest teams the six biggest money makers and get get praised get praised for tough sanctions but lose money or get criticised for allowing these to break your rules and have no serious punishment. They want they want to compete in these competition, the Super League, alongside the Premier League. They don't just want the Super League. They want. Yeah, to, yeah, but, but the but the Premier League rules state that they can't. However, the Premier League has said this isn't allowed. You can't do that. So it's yeah, it's just a case of there's going to be a massive lawsuit. Lawyers, it's going to be a battle of lawyers. I mean, at least. Well, Man City's lawyers are kind of well on the same side of the club, so you think that they're going to get what they want. Seeing as Man City's lawyers seem to have more money than UEFA do, but um, it's going to be a massive legal battle, and we're just going to have to kind of wait and see what happens in the next, the following months, realistically. Yeah, but it's 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 just so narrow mind. I know, I know, it makes business sense for these clubs, but I think it's so disgraceful that the teams are forgetting where they've come from. You know, Manchester City, I remember when they were playing with Danny Mills and Stephen Ireland are getting spanked 7-1. Like, that was 15 years ago. I remember when they got taken over. I remember when they bought Rubinho on deadline day. You know, they've got to remember that they, they've got to be sort of humble. They were a small team in Manchester that have now spent a load of money to become one of the biggest teams. And they should have some respect for where they, you know, where they've come from and how they've got there. And not have this sort of desire to suddenly jump ship as soon as they think something more appealing is coming along. And yeah. I think that it's just you talk about all these clubs and you know Manchester United. I know I know Gary Neville was saying yesterday. Um, Gary Neville's a he was spot on with everything he said, but he said it from a position as a Sky Sports pundit and an owner of Salford who have bought their way into the National League. So I mean, just. But, there's, but a level of, there's a level of hypocrisy, but what he's saying is right. Yeah, he's, he's spot on. Manchester United are a club who generally have been, you know, respectful and quite good. Liverpool are a club that they're built on Shankly's idea of, you know, football socialism and, you know, the idea that you'll never walk alone, which is just, it's just taking the piss out of the people that want to go to games and the people that live around these places that grow up supporting these clubs that just are suddenly either priced out of it, which they have been recently, or put out of it because they can no longer go and watch their side because every time it's away to Madrid or away to uh, Seville or whoever, you know? And then it's it's just the, the lack of respect that these clubs are having for the football that they've played for the last 15 years and the football pyramid that they support so strongly. You know, it's not... I was having this debate with someone else who was saying it won't really change anything, but... In the long term, if you think about it from a longer term, say like uh, three years down the line, the Premier, the, these clubs decide actually, so they say they've been allowed to play, carry on playing. They decide actually we've got too many games. We're going to lobby for, uh, you know, the FA Cup replays to be abolished, for example. All of a sudden, if Cambridge United, I remember Cambridge United when I was uh, in Cambridge, they, they played Manchester United and they drew at their ground. And they ended up going away to Old Trafford and the gate receipts alone kept them afloat for like six months. Yeah. All of a sudden that goes, that that money that you don't think about because it's so inconsequential to, you know, Arsenal or Manchester United or Manchester City is huge for a team like, you know, Cambridge United or um, Marines. Newport, Newport got a replay against Spurs. They they drew it, drew it. 
True no nil at Shrewsbury got a replay against Liverpool last season. You know, these these the clubs that are lower that don't have any of the financial ability that these bigger clubs have, this makes a huge difference to them. And if you get rid of the replays, say say, you know, you've got teams that are disappointed to be drawn at home against Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, and you've got you've got to think about this. The League Cup is a midweek yeah. tournament. I mean, are you saying now the six biggest teams in England aren't going to participate in the League Cup? If, and if it clashes with the Super League game? Let's let's be fair as well. Like the Premier League's been not even the Premier League. English football's been heading this way a long time. I mean, the Carabao Cup draw was made to suit tie time because it's now the Carabao Cup and not you know the Carling Cup or whatever it used to be. It's it's been a steady progression to where we are now. And I think football fans have accepted it to a point. You know, there are there are areas where we decide actually this isn't okay. The fifteen pound pay per view was one. You know, our football fans took a stand and. The arrogance, I think, of these clubs to think that they can just walk away from everything they've built in England because there's a, and it is obviously financially driven, but just, but they, they I suppose it's it's difficult because we are, you know, we've been called, well, we call legacy fans now because yeah. we support the club from nearby where the club is. I mean, yeah, it's that, that was, that's what annoyed me. They're sort of clubs saying that. Their legacy fans sort of are less important, and we're sort of building for the future of of the new fan, which is basically we don't care about all the local fans or English fans. We want to we want to bring in more of the American fans and more Middle Eastern fans, fans with more money than you, to come and support and give us money back. Yeah, I mean we saw it a lot um, in the early 2010s. I remember Arsenal signed Rio Maichi and then went on a tour to Asia just to try and tap into the Asian market. And yeah. so it's it's not it's not an unknown phenomenon. It's just oh, yeah. it's it's just the way that it's come to a head with the European Super League. It just destroys everything about being a fan of the club. You know, yeah. you're no longer a you know you no longer feel a part of the club. I don't know. Vina was meant to be doing um was meant to be doing a Q and A with the Arsenal Fans Trust this Thursday, which is now being cancelled. You know, they don't they, they the way they've done it as well at eleven thirty on a Sunday night. They've, they've gone, basically, we don't care about the fans in England who support our clubs. That's a massive fuck you to them. Yeah. You know, that's it. We're, we're going to fight for the fans, you know, in Hong Kong and Malaysia and America that want to want to watch our sport because, you know, that's that's where we're going with it now. Yes. But if, if we get expelled from, expelled from the Premier League, right, for argument's sake, say it happens, you'd expect, in theory... I mean, you don't want to lose these clubs from the Football League or from a recognised division, so like National League. That completely requires a complete and utter restructure of your EFL. Because you, you lose six teams, do you then say, right, this season is irrelevant, no one gets relegated apart from these six. So then you've got to promote, what, the top six? So they, from the Championship... What, so there's no playoffs? How much does the playoffs make teams? How much, like, how, how do you know? Do you sort of say, fine, we'll promote the top two and then four to nine get a playoff? Times three. There's it, so many questions that will <clears throat> unfortunately remain unanswered until we know a bit more what's happening. We're still very much in a, a kind of recovery stage where we're just kind of trying to process the news of what's happened and yeah. what's so potentially happening. 
but things will become more clear over the next weeks and months we hope before the start of next season but I just think we all need to be prepared that football as we know it could look very different come September oh, sorry August or whenever this all is going to start so but let's be clear this is this is embarrassing yeah. for the fans that the UK fans at least I can't speak for people abroad but this is embarrassing for the fans of these clubs yeah. that have, have you know Arsenal have sat through every single well, like Arsenal fans like us have sat through every single minute of every single game this season you know we've watched us in November when we lost to Burnley we've watched us you know throw away games against Wolves you know we've watched our terrible season we've lost 13 times this season yeah. and Stan Kroenke wants to say yeah we'll put you in with Real Madrid Barcelona that's that's not something that you can be you know grant that's not something you can be given that's something you earn by playing well you know you uh, earn the right to play these best teams just just quickly at UEFA, UEFA's Alexander Seferin, I'm uh, just reading the Fabrizio Romano tweet, has confirmed that any player who participates in the Super League will be banned from playing in the World Cup and the European Championships. They will be ineligible for their national team. Is that every player who is going to, who is currently on course to play, or is that every player who does play? Because the Euros this summer, for example, could the be... Players that will play in the Super League will be banned. Okay. So, providing this goes ahead next seat, providing this goes ahead, you will not see Phil Foden at the Euros. You will not see Sterling. You will not see Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood. Yeah, well, Harry Kane should have squared it anyway. So I'm not going to ever again. You will not. English, Papaya, Saka, Phil fan, Foden. Saka won't go. You you will have a Phil team. Foden. And Nick Pope, uh, Pickford starts in goal. Pickford or Pope, that doesn't change. I mean, Grealish <laughs> gets in there. Madison gets in there. Oh, there's no debate about Foden. Does, um, does, do um, you, 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 you have a on the wing and Patrick Bamford up front? Do loans count? Can we put Maitland Niles in? Yes. Oh, no. No, no, he's contracted to Arsenal. So Maitland Niles couldn't play. Willock couldn't play. It's, 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 it's an embarrassment to football that the, you know, the American owners who have no vested interest in, our, in the clubs that they're, they're owning and are using them effectively as paperweights for their other deals. You know, taking out more debt, using club as a guarantee of it. It's embarrassing that they, they now turn around and say, we want to fundamentally change it so we can line our pockets more. And in the midst of a global pandemic, when, you know, people are struggling to stay afloat, you know, people are struggling to stay sane. This is going to have a huge effect on people's mental health. Yeah. You know, there's, there's people that live for the football. I know I watch a load of football, but, you know, there's people who actually live for going to games. Yeah. Just, just to say as well, um, just being reported here by Madrid Zone, which is a well-followed Real Madrid page, um, and apparently um, a Sky correspondent, yeah, uh, Cave has just um, announced that uh, the twelve clubs have signed a twenty-three-year commitment to the Super League. Apparently, it's not, it's <laughs> are you sure that's not? Are you sure that's not two to three? No, that'll make It's a joke. It's, it's, it's an absolute joke that I don't I don't understand this this concept of because you have like it's 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 the it's the rich concept isn't it because you have money you can just do something or be something and you thought football was something that was avoiding that horrible like issue you know in real life sure if you've got money you can go and do whatever 
you know, Donald Trump made his millions because he had millions of loans from his dad, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But in football, it seemed, I know, I know it's naive to say it was a meritocracy. It wasn't a meritocracy at all, but it seemed a lot more like anything can happen. You know, Leicester won the league. They were 5,000 to one. Wigan won the FA Cup in 2012-13. You know, Portsmouth, just before they, Birmingham won the Carling Cup and didn't get relegated in the same season. I mean, these things are just, these these things are what makes football great. You know, the reaction, I remember Arsenal got knocked out by Bradford one season. You know, we've been knocked out by Nottingham Forest. We lost a penalty, didn't we? 2015, was that? And they lost to Swansea in the cup in the final. We were Arsenal and Chelsea on the way, didn't they? Something. We we were tuning up against Hull City, uh, tuning down against Hull City as well oh. in the FA Cup final. Like, these... <laughs> This this God given right to play in a tier above everyone else, it does not it doesn't sit at all well with me. Like it's just it's just not it sounds so stupid. It's not it's not cricket, is it? No. Like it's just not right. We could we could talk forever on this and uh, we probably want to, but we don't want to bore you. So we will leave it there for now. That's all we know. If we find out anything else, it will be out on our social media channels uh, at Arsenal Gravel One. And if anything big breaks, we will jump back on. Um, we will. I mean, I guess we'll have we'll have to preview the Everton game. Um, we we are looking at getting a very special episode booked in for my Arsenal one to eleven in the coming days. And but <laughs> what what can you say? It's it's been. Let, a, let us know in the comments what you think. By the way, let us know if you think yeah, it's a good idea. Let us know. I'm still I'm still yet to meet someone who thinks it's a good idea. Oh, I would what, be what? interested. The first person I meet that thinks it's a good idea, I will want to pick their brains and kind of see where their logic is with it. But let us know in the comments what you think. Um, if, you know. if you're for this, we will have you on. If you're for this, we will have you on and we will we will talk. <laughs> you can tell us why you think it's a good idea. So if that's something you're interested in, let us know in the comments or on our social media and we'll get in touch. Uh, any last words on either Fulham or the Super League boys? Rest in peace, football. <laughs> <laughs> How we can't be 18th place Fulham and think we're in the European elite. Just just end it. Should focus on <laughs> Fulham and Demande. Fulham and Brighton and <laughs> Thank you for watching and listening. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on this day that football died. Um, <laughs> it was great to have you on board. Um, we, we will be back very soon to preview a meaningless Premier League game between Arsenal and Everton. <laughs> and until then I mean we can go above Everton if we win great so <laughs> we'll qualify for a tournament we can't play in <laughs> see you later find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network